0: Good morning. Hello. Good morning. My
1: headphones. Headphones in. See if this works.
2: All right. Sounds good so far.
1: Yep. Testing one two three.
2: I can hear you. Do you hear me? Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, no. it's rather than my.
2: Headphones, which
1: is one, two, three, keep speaking.
2: I can hear you. Can you hear me?
1: Not yet. Hello? Hello?
2: I can hear you. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can hear you now. Thank you. Uh-huh. My phone and my headphones and the watch were all fighting over who was going to broadcast it, so it's it a little confusing. Yeah.
0: Huh. So this so is
2: what
1: this good,
2: is a, Until we get a good evening everything shuts down. Huh?
1: Yeah, the uh well actually the the theme of of actually there's two things. There's sort of readability or legibility and then there's understanding. And these two words have been cropping up a lot in different contexts for me this last week. So um, this is helpful. Uh-huh. So the, uh, the scenario, so, uh, the, the word, so there's two words that we've been kind of bouncing around in our chat thread, which is trust and understanding.
0: Okay. And uh,
1: I felt like you were exhorting me to... Uh, focus more on trust and less on understanding.
2: well um, I I just gave up I wasn't really thinking about trying to resort you to something I may have been doing that without thinking about it Um, I'm one of my tests for how we look at truth and the is is this accessible to everybody so you you've referred me before to the weaned child with my with my mother's breast uh, passage that kind of trust which I don't I, I you know and I think with the child with Down syndrome is you know, Um the the question of how much we need to understand to trust is more a, a general question for me it wasn't meant to be targeted at you uh, it probably felt like it because. Of the,
1: are you still there i got a little glitch on my audio
2: oh i'll repeat that so uh what was the last thing you heard me say
0: uh
1: is that that you didn't mean to exhort and um but that and i think that's yeah
2: uh so the uh one of my tests for uh truth and you know the application of scripture is is this accessible to everybody? My uh, with Down syndrome, uh, you know, do we have a, a standard for judging by ourselves by that requires my this particular kind of intellect um, for you know higher spirituality or something? And I think of the verse that you referred me to in the past about uh, like a weaned child at my mother's breast, my soul within me. So. Uh your, I didn't mean to correct you, but your your comment raised the question of uh do we need to understand what's going on inside of us uh in or as a as a necessary step to trust, or are those two independent uh components that we can work on separately? I, I'm You know, I I value understanding highly. I I encourage you to pursue it. I have
1: this urgent call I've been trying to set up. Give me uh, two minutes.
2: Shall we hang up and try again later? Oh, two minutes. Okay, I'm holding. Can you hear me now? I think I may still be on the call, I'm not sure. Well, um, okay, so you can hear me. I can't hear you. Do we hang up and try again? Ah. Does that mean you just left? Hey, can you hear me now?
1: I can hear you just fine. Can you hear me?
2: I can hear you just fine.
1: Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, I was able to hear you before, but I guess you can hear me. So, I think I was just talking about uh, issues of comprehension and understanding and trust. And so you were talking about how uh, you you have a, a um, rubric, touchstone, what's the word for it? Um, principle, I guess. that like, you don't want it to be something where you have to have a certain kind of intellect in order to be able to apprehend uh, what God is saying to do.
2: Well, I think, I think trust can't depend on the, uh, the kind of intellect that you and I have.
1: Ah, right, yes. Okay, so I'll agree with that principle. But there's a interesting twist on that, which is the thing that is... Um, Uh, what I wanted to address. Okay. And that is that in some sense, if you're a simple person, trust is simple. If you're a complex person, trust is complicated. Uh, And so the, like, you know, the way your son trusts you is very different than the way your daughter trusts you. Okay. Yep. Right. And what I... uh. Have and and the thing that's interesting is like, um, uh, so I don't want to place trust in versus trust with, right? Uh-huh. My issue is not whether I trust in Jesus, the question is, what am I trusting Him with? Mm-hmm. And the interesting dynamic that I have is that, um and this gets to this issue of resentment, which I, I mentioned is the thing that I think started this conversational thread, is that there are things I do not trust myself with. Or if you will, parts of me don't trust other parts of me. So like my mouth or my brain can say, oh, I should do this. I promise to do this. Um, or like, I forgive you for this. And consciously, in my mind, my executive function can say, "Yes, I totally free- find trusting that with God." But inside, part of me, my inner child, if you were, is saying, "Yeah, right." Uh, and this leads to this internal tension and resentment uh, against myself and others. Yeah. And, and so the process I'm going through, and we've talked about this before, you know, figuring out, working out, whatever, is that I need to dwell with. That frustration, anxiety, resentment, and pain, so that i get uh, in some sense i uh can uh earn the trust of the rest of me to act on uh to say okay you know the 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 um there's this um uh marvel t v series called Loki, which the villain is this guy called Kang the Conqueror who is a time traveler across multiple timelines. And one of his quirks is that since there's an infinite version of him, he created this Council of Kangs, where all the Kings from all the different realities sit down and hash out things to keep from killing each other and preserve peace. Uh, Rick and Morty apparently has a version of this as well. But anyway, uh, I have this, for lack of a better word, Council of Ernie's. Uh, which occasionally I've done literally, usually it's more uh, subconscious than that, where I sit down and say, okay, this is a difficult thing I am facing. How do I feel about this? And different parts of me are excited or terrified or angry or hopeful. And I need to kind of go through this process of socializing this idea, these concepts within myself to actually get on the same page so that when I'm in the crisis situation, uh, the part of me that is angry about this doesn't jump up and down and wreck the whole meeting. Uh huh. So that's what I mean by uh, it's less about conceptually understanding, as ensuring that I feel understood.
2: By yourself.
1: By myself, yes, and yeah. and by implication with God, by God.
2: Uh huh. Oh, okay.
1: Right, because if I'm te- if I'm telling me to trust God, um, or if you're telling me to trust god and i don't feel like you understand me then it's like in james it's like go in peace be warm and well fed
0: yeah right yeah.
1: it actually increases resentment rather than reducing it
2: right yeah well what struck me was uh you said i'm not sure if i understand well enough to trust what is it uh let's see um what's the phrase that i do not yet understand well enough to trust god with, and uh I it just raised that question in my mind. You know, it, it's it was a general question, not for you in particular. How much understanding do we need? Right. So, <laughs> so and I, yeah. I can see that that could have felt uh, a, a critical of you, or or you know. I mean, <laughs> I, actually,
1: actually, I, actually, no. So the question was fine. The thing okay. that triggered me was yeah. that the 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 blessing you gave me. Oh okay? really. Okay. Right. I bless you in Jesus name with a huge increase in your ability to trust even what you do not understand.
2: Right. Okay.
1: Right. And it's like, okay, that uh, uh the the like, oh, I mean, I I read that as uh I see this thing that you need that you may not realize you need, but I want oh. you to have more of it.
2: Yeah. Okay. But well, I do and want you to Experience more trust, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, again, so like, but like, so like,
1: but... like, like, don't right that and that that was it. Right, you, you want me to trust in a certain way? Uh-huh. Um, and it's like, well, no, don't make uh-huh. me trust like that. That is, that is, this is precisely the issue. And this is really good because I have the same frustration and resentment in other relational contexts. Right. Um, and this is really good for me to understand where I lack grace in this area, so I can work uh-huh. through it. Right. Um, But it is, it is useful to tease apart, uh, this is the thing that I believe is a necessary discipline. And this is the thing I'm practicing now and also preaching, right, is that uh, to just trust without feeling understood is probably not healthy. Right. It, like I have this conversation with a family member who says, well, I feel like you don't receive what I'm trying to tell you. I said, well, I am not sure that you are seeing me clearly and accurately. So it is not clear to me that doing the thing you say will actually help and not hurt.
2: Yeah. Well, I sure I have probably every relationship. I have that. Jackie and I, she get, uh she doesn't want to hear all of my processing she just wants to uh, you know, Okay, I don't think well, that's a good it, way to go. Right, well, yeah, yeah but,
1: but it's not even just that. Her wanting to hear your processing, right? right? I mean, certainly the thing that I am reacting against, and I, I agree, our own reaction. But I think you know, we have enough strength in our relationship. I'll, I'll, I will trade on that to try and push on this issue, which is yeah. that y- it's like I said, I have problem uh, X. Okay, <laughs> I'm, or I'm struggling with X, <clears throat> and I'm, and you say, well, you know. And this may be true, like I said, well, I have had things where I thought I had x, but the real problem was y, right, and so I feel like you're saying, like don't worry about x, focus on y,, uh, and it's like, okay, there's so many different layers there uh, that are problematic, one yeah. is uh, I don't know if you're right,
0: right? yeah, <laughs> Two, yeah.
1: Um, uh the, uh, this, this dynamic has happened to me in many cases before. And it's something I'm trying to grow in grace for,
0: but like, uh-huh.
1: I say, look, there's a, I have a problem here. Uh, uh-huh. It's like, okay, I agree that I have a problem. Okay. Yeah. And then uh-huh. what what happens if people say, huh, that reminds me of a problem that I have had and that I have a strategy for addressing. Right. I want to encourage you, Ernie, to, um, uh, Apply this strategy or embrace this strategy.
0: Yep.
1: and it's like, okay, there's so many issues I have with that. Uh-huh. Uh the, And, then, and when, then when I push back, they say, "Well, Ernie, I, you know, you're not being." But I mean, it's like, well, Ernie, I feel like you're not being very teachable here because I'm trying to find out something that is really important, and you know, you're rejecting it. And it's like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like a no-win situation. It's like, okay. I acknowledge that you might be right, but I would like to acknowledge that you might be wrong, because you're assuming A, you see my problem correctly, uh, B, your desire to help me is, is, I guess, uh, this is actually, if you can indulge me, I want to kind of talk through this because I've had a hard time doing this because of the emotion. Um, One is that... um, like, okay, there is something wrong. I started out this conversation saying, like there's something here that I think is wrong that I need help with, right, okay, and so the first thing is that you're saying you're saying well uh is that uh, the thing that um I believe is what's going on, my mental model of the situation is that you have two uh, warring desi- two desires that overlap in a confusing way. One, you want to help me, which is a good and valid and healthy desire, right? Yeah. yeah. Secondly, you also want to validate your strategy for solving problems that look like this. And the challenge I have is when those two get conflated, because then if I say, well, you know. Um, um, uh, that, well, I don't know if that's the right strategy for me, then I'm kind of, or even if that's the right strategy in general, right? I'm kind of um, uh, uh, tipping away at something that is important to you. Because usually the reason people have these strategies is that they are the result of hard-fought battles against legitimate foes, right? There were real problems that they faced.
2: Oh, your call just that went. That strategy. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and that so, scrambled.
1: Okay. Are you still there?
2: I'm still here, but uh, the last 10 seconds was scrambled. Um.
0: Okay, Yeah, so this is good because I'm clear Uh,
2: Let's see, if it dropped out again.
0: I mean,
1: How about this, is this better?
2: Oh, much better, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, that was my headphones uh, getting into a fight with my phone, apparently. So, um, back on the direct phone uh, attachment. So, I I realize there's two different issues going on. One is that I am not sure that they have characterized my problem accurately.
2: That you have Uh, or that I?
1: the the, my my problem, right? So like when you say, oh, I think your problem is that you need to trust more without needing to understand or whatever. So, uh, there's two things that bother me. One is that I don't feel like they have characterized my problem accurately. Right? Like, you know, there could be, right? Is that I know it looks like this problem, but it might not be that problem. All right. And the second thing, uh, which is maybe even causing the first, is that they seem more enamored of their strategy, uh, or they're motivated by a desire to um uh push this strategy, and in fact, what i uh, going one level deeper, what I think may be happening is uh, I am stirring up something that is uncomfortable that they do not so my belief uh and this you know maybe coming across as arrogance, but so be it, this is my belief, and if it's wrong, I need to confess it so we can work through it,
2: yeah, is that
1: okay. a lot of the problems I have are not problems that are already well-solved or well-characterized. That okay. I am, and so and that what's worse is that even saying that disturbs people, but e- even not saying it, it is, when people encounter a problem with someone they care about, when someone they care about is hurting and struggling and something very serious, you know, we want to help them. And right. therefore, we will try to find an area that we have achieved some victory in or at least some traction in and say, "Oh, well you should try this because I think this this is this has really helped me and it should help you." And uh-huh. it's like I um like well one it's not at all obvious that that is true. Right? right? So it might help me is, is like this is the thing is it's like you know you could have said for example huh well when I felt like this I've discovered that what's going on is that I'm doing this and so therefore I have found that practicing that uh, helps me overcome it
0: uh-huh.
1: and if it's laid out and kind of open hand that way then I can say huh that's really interesting um, but i'm not sure if you know there's, there's like three or four steps in the chain there between you know recognizing and recommending a solution mm-hmm. and what i the, the struggle i have especially and it's not so bad with you because you're more of a peer but with authority figures like like relatives who are older than me uh there's a lot more emotional weight to the recommendation
0: uh-huh
1: and the, you know it's like i can't say like it's not, and and what they perceive is that the end state I'm I'm like being resistant or rebellious to their recommendation. It's like okay, I'm not opposed to submitting to authority, but like it's only fair to ask to authority to validate that they are seeing me clearly, and in particular that I'm not poking in one of their areas of the security, which is precisely why they have a hard time seeing me clearly. Uh
0: huh.
1: Um, and. That is the thing that um, is um, is creating that neutral ground or safe base to say, "Hey, can we at least just uh, talk about what we're seeing and feeling and have that conversation rather than the conversation about uh, uh, you know, am I being rebellious for not submitting to your direction?" right and and that the the thing that i uh realize that I get trapped in is i feel um uh like i feel i feel like I have to respond to their um it's not really a power play, but it's a framing let's use the word framing like they have framed the problem and our relationship on certain terms right? It's like, oh, you don't understand, but I understand. You don't know what's right, but I know what's right, right? That is part of the framing of that conversation. And within that frame, the choices feel like are either to submit or to rebel. And I don't like that framing, but I have not learned how to reframe it in a way that isn't in practice, rebelling.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so anyway, that was my rant. Uh, I'm not sure how much of that you got, or what, yeah, well, what relevance you saw to you the, to what you said and did and thought and the felt.
2: Word, the words were all clear. It felt a little disconnected from anything that was happening at my end, um, right. but it was certainly. So, Um, So let
1: me ask the question. Why did you feel um, either uh, permitted or compelled to pray a blessing on me for something that was kind of the opposite of what I asked about?
2: Ah, Okay. So uh, now I think I see what you were finding a problem with in the uh, blessing because you were... Uh, so uh, let me go back to the quote, resentment is a sign of something important to me that I do not yet understand well enough to trust God with.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I, um, uh, um, for a I think I've already explained, uh, I don't, does not strike me as legitimate to um, couple the ability to trust God with the ability to understand, um, uh, or I'm, I'm wondering about that. Maybe I shouldn't, right. I, I don't think I can be as strong as saying. So it was a, a legitimate question, that, um, I think, how much understanding does trust require? That was the question that came to mind. Right. And further, do we intellectually handicap ourselves by imagining Yeah, and those are
1: very valid questions.
2: But then when I, when I blessed you with uh, b- increased ability to underst- to trust, uh what you do not yet understand and that felt like uh or that that was pushing my decoupling in a way that I wasn't conscious of um, <laughs> uh, i wasn't i wasn't trying yeah. to persuade i was just
1: right. so speaking. what but can you but well, let, let me push on that a little bit more then what yeah. do you think you were feeling or intending that made you write that?
2: Well, I'm trying to practice extending blessing under the authority of Jesus. Uh, actually, I have a new um, kind of evangelism strategy. I'm trying to work up to, which is just as I meet people and interact with people, uh, saying, including really in the conversation, "I bless you in Jesus' name with joy and health and abundance." And uh,
1: yeah, so yeah. so that, that that is precisely a, right. And so, like in the abstract, that sounds like a nice practice. Yeah, in practice. Yeah. It feels very um, patronizing.
2: Uh huh. I think the Israelis right because one another yeah. in their way all the time and it was an Well, you, but you're
1: saying like, hey, I know what you need and I have it and you don't.
2: Well, you're talking about in your particular case or in general. Well,
1: in my particular case, but I think that the the the, the, the yeah, I mean, it's like. Um, you know, this is where and I think this is a interesting. Um, I think it's it is. I think it's generally true. I think sometimes it doesn't matter. Right, if you have a high degree of trust in the relationship and a high degree of either authority or um, balance in the relationship, uh, that can work. But like, even though you and I we have a pretty high degree of trust and balance in our relationship, but it was precisely in this context of, um, uh, and that was kind of jarring, right? Is that, like, at a conscious level, it feels like you're just wondering and you're stretching. And so, in that context, having you sort of, when you, you know, it felt like you were switching roles on me.
0: Uh, uh-huh. You went
1: from being a fellow traveler who was wrestling with these questions to being a um a to being benevolent right right which is normally considered as a virtue but the reality is, is benevolence is a status role and you're kind of asserting that status role in the relationship that i can characterize you and give you what i think you need and you know there's some context where people receive that well like, you know, if you meet with someone that you really respect and admire, and, uh, you know, you're comfortable with that. But but it is, in some very real sense, infantilizing
2: uh-huh.
1: to say, I know what you need, even if you don't.
2: Well, um, okay. I, I, this is an interesting line, way to look at it. I had not thought of, uh, a blessing is saying that I know you need this. I'm just offering it. I, it fits in my Anyway,
1: yeah. <laughs> You're asking Jesus to do something, right? It's Like Jesus, give him, give this person that thing. And it's like, well, what if I don't want that thing?
2: Yeah, well, so would you have Am I allowed to happen? not want this thing that Jesus is giving? <laughs> yeah. Well, so if, if, suppose we had actually been talking on the phone like this and I had mm-hmm. just pray, you know, I, I'm praying for you. And I pray, Jesus, um, give Ernie the ability to trust in you, even with what he doesn't understand. Would you have the same emotional feeling well, about if the
1: preceding it, sentence was, well, I wonder. Well, it depends because it changes my whole interpretation of the previous sentence, right? If uh-huh. your previous sentence is, you know, I wonder if your issue might be that you're trying to understand two things and you need to trust more. It's like, huh. That's a good point. I wonder about that. It says, well, let me just pray right now that you'll have more. Insight. It's like, wait a second. Are you wondering or are you really suggesting, uh-huh. right, or arguing that I'm doing it wrong? It's like yeah. that whole – the very fact that you take that benevolent posture kind of uh, makes me question the sincerity of your wonder.
2: Yeah, well um, – uh... Uh, I may be wrong about this, but I don't think that Jesus conditions our trust on our understanding. Uh, so I don't.
1: This th- is a really important point, though. I, I okay. feel like there's two very different issues that I think they're important, but they're very different. And my issue, in particular, you have been talking about trusting in, whereas I am trusting about trusting
0: with. Okay. Yeah.
1: Right. And so I, I am comfortable with the statement. We need to trust in Jesus even if we do not understand him, okay, but I am not comfortable with the statement that we can effectively trust Jesus if we don't know what we're trusting him with right and you know in a human context, like um you know the um So like, yeah, I I perfectly agree that Jesus is completely trustable in my mind in some abstract sense, right? But the reason I still sin is because there are parts of me that do not actually trust Jesus, right? Uh Is this fractal nature of humanity that I believe in. And that uh, privileging the conscious, executive, intellectual portions of the mind over the visceral, emotional, relational, reactive parts is, I think, actually the thing that you were arguing against, right? Like, hey, we shouldn't be intellectualizing all this stuff. We need to actually make it something that is accessible to a small child, right? It is something that you don't have to have all this sophisticated, complex mental machinery in order to experience, right? That seems Uh, like the point you were trying to make.
2: Yeah, it's not. but I wouldn't buy that we need to make it. I'd say that God has already made trust accessible to everybody. Um, Well, so
1: here's the thing. Is that um the um, like there's a sense in which that is true, and I think it's safe to say that there is a sense in which it is not true okay
0: mm-hmm.
1: right, and it's like the, the the and specifically the strategy that I believe is important that I feel like you want to invalidate. Uh, Is this uh, this fractal nature of relationship and trust uh, and understanding?
2: Yeah, um, I I don't know that. I mean, I I accept that you feel I was trying to invalidate you in that. I that was not my experience at all. I've just been through this with you know kind of the reverse thing we were talking about last phone call where uh i'm we feel a huge injustice unfolding in a court situation and the question of uh, my stirrings to try and um do something that might rectify the situation and my wife's sense of leading that uh Jesus just wants us to leave it in his hands and trust him and Uh, You know, this was a a struggle because...
0: uh, uh, Ah, ah,
1: ah, this is good. This is exactly the point that I've been thinking about during this whole scenario. Okay. Is that I've been feeling all along like, you know, there's something in Robbie that doesn't seem um, fully aligned with how God wants to view the situation. And I've uh-huh. been feeling some discomfort around that. Yeah. Okay? And so I've wanted to say, you know, Robbie, you just gotta let go of this and stop trying so hard to make things work out. Okay? But I right. have not done that for two reasons. You know, I I may have tried to suggest it gently once or twice, or had yeah. you considered and I think I have, and I think you heard my suggestion and you thought about it and you waited and then moved on. And it's like okay, so it's like so one. I don't think I have the status or trust from you for me to be able to say that in a way that you would take well.
2: Uh, well, what do um, you mean? To take it poorly. What, um, what
1: is the same, Robbie? You just need to like. If I had said, for example, bluntly, Robbie, I think you've gotten way too caught up on this you need to just Mm -hmm. back off, stop arguing, stop fighting with them, just trust God with everything, and Ah. just accept whatever happens. I could have said that. I I fantasized saying that a couple of times, but I decided, Ah. you know, if I said that, that would be framing the conversation where he either, if I like tell him this is what you should do, then either you have to, it, it frames it such that you're pressured to either submit or rebel.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And I didn't think our relationship was a place where that was appropriate and would have been healthy. But the second thing is that I didn't feel like I understood what you were feeling and what you needed. Uh, And so I've been trying to say, okay, you know, clearly the whole, you've been saying for a long time, like, you know, ideally you should love, you know, your extended family. Or it seems like it would be nice if you could love your extended family the way Moses did, right? Where he would rather be blotted out himself. And it's like, clearly you didn't understand that. Uh, you, you, you. Um, that wasn't something that it would have been fair to tell you to do, and place on you as a burden, if you weren't really understanding what you were feeling and thinking, and what was why that was hard for you. And that's why I've been trying to walk on this journey with you through our DBJs. I've trying to understand because, like, I struggle with this too. It's like I don't think you understand it. I don't think I understand it. And because I don't, I'm reluctant to try and uh, push. A particular viewpoint. Rather, what I'm trying to do, what I keep asking people to do, and I'm trying to learn how to do this better, is say like, "Hey, I see that you have a perspective. I also see that there's both good and reasons why you ha- bad reasons why you have that perspective, and I feel like before I can embrace that perspective, uh, we need to be able to sort those out, because otherwise." I'm stuck in this frame where um, we are reacting to each other
2: yeah um
1: so so, point so, so, like from my perspective, I can't tell you what to do in a healthy way until i Understand you, and 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 you know, again, this is a minor issue in us, but this is like a major issue in several other relationships. So I'm really kind of hounding on this to help me um, develop a better. Um, one of the, the challenges in these situations is that I feel under attack, and so I get defensive and I feel insecure, and yeah. then I'm managing my own insecurity about my own beliefs and thoughts and feelings in addition to trying to communicate to the other person what I think they need to hear. It's hard to do both at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like what, what, what I feel, let me, uh, rephrase it and let me see if this makes more sense. Um, actually let me take a minute and actually let me just do the DBJ thing. Let me, take a minute, and we could either stop the call and I, I call you back, or we could just do a DBJ two-minute pause to have me journal my thoughts. Which would you prefer?
0: Uh, pause is fine.
2: Just, when you're
1: okay. Ready, back on okay. Let me, all right. Let me, let me do the DBJ pause, and I'll get back to you. Still there?
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. Let me phrase it. Uh, this is the, what we, in crucial conversations, the last stage is I feel and I want. Um, so I feel like your uh, uh, desire to help me is mixed up with your desire to uh Defend or validate your strategies for solving my problem, and what I want and, and what I want is to is that actually the very thing that makes you want to defend your strategy is the thing that um, uh, represents the grace we both lack and that if you could help me understand why you're doing that, that actually is the thing that will help me overcome the problem I'm actually facing.
2: All right, so I hear you feeling that I'm tied up in self-validation in um, what I'm, in my blessing uh, to you. Um, is that a piece of this?
1: That that's the first. Thing. Yeah, is that is that the blessing it, it, it has uh, entangled a genuine desire to help with a underlying desire to validate your position.
2: Okay, you I are was entangled. There, was there more? I didn't get. Uh, I tried to write down.
1: what so, I – so, so that was the first half. And so what yeah. I and the thing and the, the 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 irony is. Is that I think what I really that what would really help me
0: able to breaking up.
2: I Whoa. suspect
1: that that entanglement. Uh, this is the, this is the, the conundrum, of course. is Entanglement.
2: I uh, you you broke is, up a list from from what would really help me.
1: Oh, okay. Is that is that the, the, in fact, the thing that I think I am really struggling with is precisely that inability to disentangle those two things.
2: The self-validation from the desire to help.
1: Yes. And that it is, in fact, that um, being able to do that is the thing that, I need to learn how to do that. I don't yet know how to do. That's the thing I need to receive more of that I lack is that ability to disentangle those things. And it, you're trying to help me while failing to disentangle them actually makes my problem worse. Cause it makes me, cause it, it, it is, um, it generates all this resentment and frustration and feeling misunderstood.
0: Uh uh-huh.
1: And, um, and then we get um, uh, and so that's where I'm getting stuck. So even, even actually even saying that has been extremely helpful to me, because I' like, oh yeah, this is the thing that other people do that offends me, which is precisely the thing that I myself lack grace for, and in fact, that's probably at the root of what the other people are I think that might be could very well be the thing that other people are subconsciously seeing in me, which is why they are. You know, trying to suggest all these alternate strategies um, you know I'm starting to compile I had a real breakthrough this week because I had a conversation with Phil G my father in law where I suddenly realized I was feeling the same thing in this conversation that I felt in other conversations, and having two data points rather than one was really helpful and this is a third data point, like I can actually draw a line with some error bars and um but yeah, that's I guess that's my claim, is that actually uh, the, uh, the very fact that I am resentful of you doing this is a sign that I lack grace in this area,
0: right.
1: and uh-huh. this helps me characterize the thing that I need grace for. Um, and now that I understand that, I don't necessarily feel the same need I felt at the beginning of our conversation to make sure that you see this.
2: Okay. uh, For me, the lacking piece is I don't, you may be right that I'm self-validating, but I don't have any, even after you speak it, I don't uh, have a, I don't have a confirming sense inside. I don't um, feel a need to, um, I don't, I'm not conscious of feeling any need for your agreement to support my sense that I pray for your ability to trust uh, Jesus and what you're not yet understanding. Um, I don't know if that, I'm help making things worse by saying this, but... Uh, no,
1: I mean, it it, it it doesn't make it worse at this point. Like I said, okay, so the interesting thing is that at least your willingness to talk through this with me helps me complete the narrative loop in that okay. I feel like, okay, now I understand what Robbie did that ticked me off, and I also have a... and. If I'm right, that would explain why you don't even see what it is <laughs> I'm okay with that. Like, this is the grace that I need. Um, okay. But you did, at least intellectually, you did see that there was a um, non-obvious connection between sort of the neutral wondering and the positive blessing.
2: Uh, yes, yes.
1: Yeah, okay, and so it is precisely in that small gap that I took offense. And it doesn't okay. mean that what you did, you know, in retrospect, I can say it doesn't mean that what you did was intrinsically offensive, uh-huh. but it means that that was precisely in the area where I, A, lacked grace myself, and uh, B, did not feel grace from you that right. led to that rupture. Yeah. And, you know, the, um, um, you know, in a and part of the discipline for me is like, okay, when I see that, then rather than me needing you to acknowledge that and fix that and have grace for me, it is sufficient for me to acknowledge that and seek to have grace for you okay. and grace for myself and understanding that there's something in me that I need to um Process And in some sense, this is the uh, intellectual insight that I need to have something to take to Jesus and say, okay, this is the impossible thing that I am feeling and dealing with, and this is what I need you to show up. At. This is what I need to trust you with, this thing that I can't comprehend in a sense of being able to solve it myself, but at least I can Identify it enough to say, "Okay, this is the thing. that If you take care of it, will help me get past this area where I'm stuck." Uh huh. And so, in that sense, um, you know, the words understanding, comprehension may be more confusing than helpful. But like, this is the thing that I was looking for, and I'm excited that I have it.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I um,
1: Thank you, even yeah. if you're not sure how or <laughs> why it helped, but I appreciate it.
2: Yeah uh the The idea of validation and self validation uh may be good for another phone call. I actually do think a lot about uh um have uh, many times where I imagine that others are seeking validation for their perspective and I try not to be doing that uh not that I'm perfect at that but at least it's a conscious um point uh and uh, anyway I, I
0: yeah um
2: any time you feel like I'm seeking self-validation or seeking validation uh, through our interaction, I'd be glad for you to point that yeah, out. It
1: helps, you know, it's not that you are explicitly seeking self-validation, Okay. but it, it feels like sometimes the conversation is framed in a way that one of the outcomes of that conversation would be uh, a validation of your viewpoint and that uh, that is a preferred outcome right this is the this is the magic of the word wonder right if we can actually stay in a place of wonder then we are um i call it a bias neutral strategy it's like if i'm right i'll find out that i'm right and if i'm wrong i'll find out what's that wrong either way i've succeeded in improving my understanding as opposed to when i say well, and this is actually, I think, a trap I do fall into quite a bit. It's like, I see a problem. I see a real problem. And I think that my point in, in this conversation is to, so, okay, my job is to make sure that this other person sees and acknowledges and owns this problem so we can solve it and move forward. And I'm starting to learn that that is where I tend to get into trouble. That was my, I got my annual review from my boss, uh, which in a tangential way, touched on these very same issues. And it's like, you know, Ernie, not everything needs to be resolved in one conversation. It's more important to be sort of present and hear people, even if you think it's inefficient and inappropriate and a dead end, because that's how you build the empathy and trust and understanding to actually solve the real problem. Otherwise, you can solve the immediate problem at the price of causing all these other problems down the road, which are far worse. And this is the tension between understanding and uh decisiveness, which is um gets back to the whole idea of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So anyway. Yeah. So it's like uh, I don't think you're consciously seeking self validation, but I yeah. feel like a lot of your strategies implicitly have that as a goal. Or at least as a desirable side effect. That's Um, the thing that I feel. And so I will, since you asked me to point out when I see it, I want to try to find this is the thing that I think I see. And I will try to point it out when I see that happening.
2: Yeah. So my experience was, uh, you know, uh, the questions that I raised. And then I felt I just wanted to bless you. And that uh, trust is the thing that I, you seem to be, Wanting to get to after understanding that you know it, you need to understand so you can trust. Um, uh, I didn't mean to uh, force you to agree with my perspective, but I wanted to bless you out of my perspective. That well, um, yeah, but
1: like, but like I said, what, what I felt like is you were your, your framing of that blessing embodied your perspective. And so, and,
2: and you're saying that that's wrong. Well,
1: I'm saying that in my state of mind, I did not have grace for that, because it felt like that you were saying, well, this is, uh, well, you know, it's like you're, I feel like you're kind of telling Jesus, like, give Ernie my perspective. That's what it felt like.
2: Yeah, okay. That's what it felt like. Um, Yeah, and that's
1: what it felt like. That that may be how it was intended, but in the context, that's what it felt like. And you know, you can decide whether that's my oversensitivity or your lack of sensitivity. That is, it's some an arbitrary. In some sense, it's a choice of how you want to look at it. What I am realizing, right, is that that is precisely how I get into trouble. Is that I say something that I think is neutral, but it embodies my framing of the problem in a way that other people perceive as. um what's the word right word here i don't want it's not dominating is a little bit too strong but um it's it's somewhere like crowding it crowds them out it makes them feel crowded yeah but so i'm sort of claiming this space for my perspective
2: so i i dream of uh relationships in which i can be myself and and you know um not have to worry about how the other person's gonna react and and, and where it's reciprocal, but the other person doesn't have to worry that i'm uh, that be you know saying whatever you feel inspired to say is going to offend me um, uh, maybe that's in uh, a wrong even ideal to have but uh it, to me it it but well um, that uh, I guess that's the value that I have I want to um, be able to offer whatever blessing I feel inspired to offer from my perspective not without the other person without making the other person feel they need to accept my perspective uh, as if I just said you know I wish you well although maybe even that has some kind of overtones I don't understand but um i i certainly want you to experience increased trust and i'm happy for you to have increased understanding as well uh and not to withhold that from you but uh i'm more for myself and for others these days um feeling that trust is uh is a, is more essential than understanding maybe
1: Right, man. I still feel like I—I I, I don't even know if you're talking about trusting in or trusting with, because I have a very sharp distinction between those two. And so your statement is almost a non sequitur for me. Yeah. Well. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, like, like I said, I don't even know if you're talking about trust in the same way I'm using the word trust. Yeah. And
0: right. Maybe. And
1: so. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but I think the, the to your point, like, it is certainly nice the way that I look at it. Okay is that it is great to be able to create these conversational spaces where we can say what we think and where we, we, get, we get heard and understood by what we meant, not where people are reacting to the things that may not be what we intended or what yeah. we wanted, right? Uh, but my conclusion is that that, that, is, uh, like, that, that is a thing to pursue, not a thing to expect. In uh, that, like, we want to be able – like I feel like the fact that you and I fought this out or wrestled with this issue has expanded the space of things that you can say and I can hear and I can say and you can
0: hear, hopefully,
1: yeah. that we will have grace for. And that's good and it's like it's good to pursue that but i think it's it's dangerous to presume that because for me that's when i get resentful it's like well yeah. i ought to be able to do this and you're preventing it so there's something wrong with you or there's something wrong with me and it's like well no this is from my perspective is like this is what it means to be human living after the garden of eden is like there is no perfect scenario there are no perfect relationships but with grace and you know Vulnerability and a willingness to listen, we can expand that space. Yeah. And then, yeah. but we have to, but it's actually a skill we can cultivate of recognizing when we hit that boundary and then developing yeah. practices, habits of mind, attitudes, trust, if you will, in God, right. so that we can navigate that in constructive ways rather than reacting to it in, um, non-constructive ways
2: right so um you know scripture talks us about being a kingdom of priests and one of the roles of mm-hmm. priests is blessing one another um pronouncing blessing and uh i wrote up something for, uh, you know a, a blog post about this um quite some time ago which i just sent you oh february a year ago uh which i just sent you another link to but um uh, i guess let me just ask clearly if i continue to occasionally pronounce blessing uh, in whatever context we might be discussing uh is there something can you clarify what you would like me to have in mind uh as i do this or do you simply want to work on grace to receive it in the spirits and it's intended even if i don't get the right focus or the right wording
1: Sure. I mean, both is is the short answer, right? Is that like, I I want to grow in my grace for you, but here's the thing that I feel like I have to have grace for that. If you were more mindful of it, it would uh, require less grace, which is that um, one of the things that um, when you said priest, what immediately came to my mind was the priest is the one who covers over the sins of another. They're the ones who offers the sacrifice for sin, and Look, that's I, well, yeah. right, you know that that that's kind of a big deal about being a priest, right? Is the, uh, and and what I realize is that one of the things that offends me, uh, not so much in your case, but in other contexts where I've had this dynamic, is I come to this person with a problem, and they say, "Well, I think your problem is this. Let me give you a blessing," and it feels exactly like that verse in James where they say, go in peace, be warm and well-fed. It's like, hey, I want to give you a blessing. It's like, I didn't want your blessing. I wanted you to make a sacrifice for my sin Uh and to like share in this pain with me and say, look, this is a hard thing. We really need grace from God because I struggle with this too. It's like, well, you know, you go and let me give you this blessing. That's what you need from me. I'm good. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, And as opposed to like, it it feels like a benediction, like the the blessings offered at the end uh, after the sacrifice of sin. And if you give me the blessing, it's like, okay, what I'm hearing is he doesn't want to deal with my sin. He wants me to go off and deal with it myself. And this is all he's got to give me. It's like, okay, if that's all he's got. That's fine. But I'm sad because that's not what I was hoping for.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, it sounds like, I mean, uh, you know, we haven't even talked about the um, underlying issue that you're wanting understanding. And I don't think uh, at least, if, yeah, it's been so indirect. Well, I, think- I, actually,
1: I think, I think that is the, I think this is actually the underlying issue is that this sense of when I run into people who say they want to help me and then they give me a, um, when they give me a solution that they're happy with, I interpret that as they don't actually care about my problem. They want me to sort of accept their view of reality, their view of themselves, their view of the problem, and go off by myself and deal with the rest. That's the way that I interpret it. And that yeah. may be actually a accurate interpretation. Uh and like, you know, and part of me having grace in that is to say, okay, if that's true then I need to grieve that and let go and not hold on to the resentment.
2: Sure.
1: And if it's not true, you know, then, and and then the, because of that, not harden my heart. Because like, if, I, if I'm resentful of it, then it's like, okay, well, I'm not gonna trust them with anything again, right, it leads to this break of trust. But to say, okay, I can have grace for that. And, you know, it's possible that I'm also in reaction and seeing more than is there. And if I have more grace for them, uh, then maybe they'll have more grace for me in the future. And I need to be open to that.
0: Uh, But I guess yeah,
1: the the question I would ask you to be mindful of is saying that: Are you um, using a blessing as a way to avoid dwelling with the problem?
2: Yeah, mean to I, you know, if you you text.
1: I'm not saying I'm asking you now. You said if there's something I'd like you to be mindful of in the future. That's the thing I would like you to ask. Like before, you give someone a blessing, that you at least ask yourself, "Am I using this blessing as a way to avoid dwelling with the problem?"
2: Yeah. Um, I'll ponder the question, but didn't I, if you had texted Mark before, uh, been just as open to it. I, it didn't. You hadn't invited a deeper engagement than just texting. So um, I wasn't sure where else to go with it. I, yeah, I didn't and that's know.
1: fine. Like, you know, like, like I said, I'm not saying it was inappropriate or wrong. I'm just saying that given my past history and other relationships, yeah. the giving of a but it's it, 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 it's an interesting theological question. Like um, that, I actually think may be a significant one. I can't say for sure it is. This is just an idea that popped into my head. Is that? Uh, well, it's not just that. There is, I have a blog post on this about effective prayer. And the idea is that in order to speak blessing or prayer or declare anything with authority, you have to actually have dealt with the uh, underlying issues uh, in the place where you have now that spiritual authority to speak into that. So I guess I will respond to your blog post with my blog post, and you can look at that and see if you think that makes any sense to you or if you want to talk about that next time. <laughs> Interesting. but anyway i feel like you your willingness to just sit and dwell with this issue even as awkward and stumbling as we've been going back and forth has been enormously helpful for me it's really clarified a lot of things in my mind and it has demonstrated your conscious intent to work through things with me right yeah. is that you're not trying to blow me off you do care uh and with whatever constraints you're operating under and i'm operating under we're able to push back we're able to expand the boundaries of grace right and that is a uh that is the thing we're trying to do and i I really really appreciate your partnership in that and it doesn't mean we have to agree on everything or understand everything but we're making progress and we understand ourselves and each other and god and grace a little bit better and we're practicing it which is perhaps even more important
2: yeah uh You know, with with my wife and the legal situation, the thing I longed for most that I would consciously was that she would be willing to hear out what I was proposing, rather than decide in advance that uh, it wouldn't work, even though she was right, uh, or that it was ill-advised. It was uh, my my longing was for an opportunity to engage. And uh, she felt that I she, I don't give her enough respect that her engagement would be meaningful, uh, and so it was a waste of her time. And uh, it was helpful to have her clarify that. Um, and I, you know, I respect you. I'm I'm happy subject to whatever other time pressures both of us have. I'm always happy to engage on these things, and uh, it's, yeah. it's good.
1: Yeah, there's a really powerful word uh, uh, on the hard stop, but I do need to get back to other things, is that uh, we did a DBT style thing with this MIT Octet uh, Collaborative. And one of the things that the person shared which really struck me deeply was this idea of consolation. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: where there was, um, uh, she had an account experience uh, when she was young where she didn't get something she wanted. And she was okay with the fact she didn't get what she wanted, but what hurt was that she didn't feel anyone validating that she felt bad that she didn't get it. And the word was consolation.
2: And that Ooh. word really
1: resonated with me. It's like, okay, I'm okay not getting what I want, but yeah. I would like someone to at least acknowledge that it hurts that I'm not Ooh. getting what I want. And Ooh. that it, it was legitimate for me to have wanted that because yeah. the, 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 the human instinct is to, Try to deny or minimize the pain to get people to get over it, and it's like what I'm hearing is just like like you know hey it could have worked and it was important to me that it do work and I just wanted to be validated right and like and honored and heard and treasured and cherished and like yeah this really sucks you know and like the strategy might work it's you know wanting. To feel heard, to be seen, is so powerful and so important. And the reality is that it is rare because we are all so caught up in all so many things. And it is it is a hard thing. And this is, gets back to the Beatitudes, right? About blessed are those who mourn; this should they be comforted? Is you know a, a, the the I think about Job's friends, which I've occasionally thought about in the context of these conversations with other family members. Is that, you know, you know, sometimes like, you know, all I really want is someone to say, yeah, Ernie, that really sucks. This is a really, really hard problem. David Huffman does that for me. He, uh-huh. uh, he have an appropriate status role. and He doesn't feel any obligation to solve my problems. Uh, he does sometimes when he gets, like, he'll be defensive and say, like, can't you just do this? Because it gets frustrating enough to sit with all this pain. But this last Saturday, he really just sat with me in the pain and said, yeah. This really yeah. sucks. This is really hard. And like I struggle, and and I'm able to i because in my relationship with him, I said, oh, OK, David, it's not your fault. It's mine, because as your spiritual father, I have the obligation to fit, to work through these issues to have enough grace for you. I don't expect you to have grace for me. Uh-huh. And so that status role makes it easier for me to work that out with him. Okay. Um and but it was still very refreshing to just be able to sit with the pain and sit with the problem and acknowledge that it's hard and that we need God to do something and that we will wait in agony and hope together.
2: Yeah.
1: And it, so it is. Yeah.
2: yeah. I don't know if it helps at all. But in the interaction on text this morning, I didn't see uh, your paragraph. I need to sufficiently comprehend. What's important to me, or what you were referring to? So it may be that the order in which things, uh, asynchronous, whatever, um, compounded, whatever issue. Is there a way, if I had that, I could have through the text uh, asked uh, what what can I, how can I be helpful, or what can I do to help you, or is a question like that? Um, um create a status role you know variation or something that makes I, I look- the i think
1: the thing that i think probably would be a good neutral statement to make is that um is, is a concession is like you know i feel like um i'm not giving you what you're looking for um uh-huh. or i'm not sure uh, if I'm responding in a way that's helpful for you, yeah. And you know what? What I have found is that uh, sort of con- rather than saying uh, you're not being clear, right? It's the I words. Like I'm missing this. This is why I responded with the call, right? Uh-huh. It's like so. I said it's like a, I'm feeling something, and I want to talk about it. So that was why you know I thought that was a when I said I, I'm not feeling understood. Uh, right. That was both a affirmation of the importance of understanding and a confession of feeling, and saying, okay, you know, it, it doesn't mean that you necessarily are not understanding me, but right. this is where I'm at, and this is why I want to do this as an interactive thing rather than a text. So, um, and you know, and I, I wondered if, like, at, at that point in time, I was not sure whether this was a simple confusion around terms. Or not hearing things, or whether there's sort of some emotional philosophical difference that is driving that, and um, so I guess when I let me me turn that around. So when I said I'm not feeling understood, did that feel aggressive to you? Because I know in some contexts that could be.
2: Yeah, no, I I I received that. I you know part of the dynamic here is I think that I have focused far, my self-assessment, that I focused far too much of my effort on understanding, assuming that that would lead to trusting God and that not... Sorry, to, understanding
1: uh, what, by the way? I'm just kind of curious. Because like using these words without prepositions is part of my confusion.
2: Uh, so uh, in my relationship with my wife and the frustrations that happen in any marriage, um, I have focused on trying to understand uh, where, why I might feel resentful. Um, but I am now wondering and actively exploring whether that's a misdirect, whether I would find um, more benefit from focusing on Jesus and trusting him and working, asking him, what I need to do to come to a place of trust uh with him about this, say for example, the court case. Um so I'm I'm in a I I and I, I don't mean to push this as something that you should parallel, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. in a place of reevaluating how high I've prioritized coming to understand myself and others and the dynamics. Mm. Um So that was, I mean, that's, that's the wonder that I expressed.
1: Yeah. And and I think that's a fair point, you know, and I will affirm that uh, there are certainly ways to go about understanding that are, they call the derogatory term is navel gazing, right?
0: Uh, Where you're
1: so focused on your internal state. And I certainly can affirm the going to Jesus and saying, Jesus, what do I need in order to trust you more?
2: Yeah.
1: Right. That seems like a good, robust strategy. Now, I would argue that it's possible that Jesus might say, actually, there is this thing, this internal practice that would be helpful for you to do, which is, you know, in the same category as understanding yourself, but maybe a very different practice than what you typically do, right? There's different ways to understand yourself. Like, there's different ways, ways to understand Like, I've noticed that a lot of my previous practices uh, can involve a lot of blaming, of, uh-huh. uh, you know, we're trying to say uh, whose fault it is or what right. is the thing I'm wrong. And uh, I'm learning to, so one of the things that I am, um, you know, going through the whole DBJ process, this thing is like, okay, where is there a lack of grace or a need for greater grace? And so there's there's better and worse ways to do it. And there's, I agree there is a time and a place for letting go of understanding and just trusting, uh-huh.
0: um,
1: uh, but the, but there's also a place where doing that is a bad idea because it actually uh, creates a lot of so like you know where are you at in your understanding of those words understanding and trust and where you are in the life cycle of it de- like you know, one thing I really, there's a great saying in Silicon Valley like there are no bad ideas there's just bad timing like uh, trying yeah. to do pet food pets.com twenty years ago was a bad idea. But it was, right. it's a good idea now. It's a you know, multi-billion dollar business. And like, I, I'm starting to think there are no bad practices. There's just uh-huh. the wrong time to use them. Yeah, like there's yeah. a time for letting go and jumping. Late, and there's a time for standing and uh, contemplating. So uh, the thing that is, it's like, you know, and that's actually one thing that I'm getting, trying to get better at is saying, you know, where I'm at now, I feel like I need to do more of this and less of that. Uh-huh. And I wonder, you know, if you're in that place too, it's like, you know, but you can say, you know, I feel like I'm in the opposite place, Yeah. where I need to right. do less of that and more of this. And it's like, you know, okay, that's cool. Now we're learning something about the context and we can kind of play with it and say, well, I have my doubts, but you know, you could be right. And regardless yeah. of whether that is the case, that's how you feel. And that's the thing you should try next. And it may work and it may not, and it may work partially. Okay. And it could very well be that what you're doing will work for you if you were able to do what I was doing, it might work better. But in fact, the fact that I'm telling you to do it will actually make it work worse. There's yeah. this weird quantum entanglement thing, like the act of telling somebody to do something could destroy their ability to do it. Yeah. And, and, and that's, I guess, to your point about it's more and more about listening to the spirit rather than applying principles.
2: Right. And Cause, I was, cause, I, um, I'm in a stage now where, i'm trying to uh stop i remove the filter of evaluating everything first for how i think it's going to work out remove that filter and go ahead and offer a blessing or whatever on an impulse and let god bring whatever he does out of that which may be experienced at, uh, on either side as an <laughs> opening but may lead to something better than uh you know truth truth isn't always comfortable at the outset but it sets us free.
1: Yeah, and certainly this is a very fascinating data point out of your exercise in yeah. reflexive Blessing, which, you know, I don't know what will come out of it. And whether it's, uh, you know, a data point to set aside and then see what right. happens or whether it's something you want to meditate, you know, that's and that's fine, right? This is the yeah. I mean, this is the bottom line in our relationship is that we're both seeking grace from God for ourselves and each other. Right. And, you know, I think that is how we get through this is we don't have to agree. Uh, but we can help each other feel heard. We can help each other feel validated, uh, and we can get a little bit better at letting go of our own need to feel heard and validated to give space for the other. And you know that's the uh, the phase of the cycle we're in now, where we uh-huh. get to grow in this. And you know, God willing, we can continue that in different ways and bring more people in. So, good time. All right, I should probably get back to my day job. Any last thoughts or questions?
2: If it's okay, I'll bless you in Jesus' name again and try and get it right this time.
1: Sure. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Go for it.
2: Yeah, uh, well, Ernie, I bless you in Jesus' name to hear everything the Spirit wants to show you out of this uh, discussion and experience this morning, to have uh, increased depth of whatever understanding God wants you to have, as well as a uh, deepened trust that you might have grace, particularly for the conversation in the background that uh, raised this issue for you to begin with, that uh, you might experience a breakthrough in that, and that uh, God will be glorified in you and in your household, and that you'll experience an increased measure of the Father's blessing through Jesus in uh, the Prabhakar household there with your wife and children. In Jesus' name we pray.
1: Amen. Amen. I receive that blessing. Thank you, Robbie.
2: Amen. Have a great day. Bye.
1: Okay. God bless you. Bye. Thank mm. you.